0: <laughs> we're here Done. to talk about movies Talk about movies We're, talk about, oh, we're talking about a movie. a movie Although I didn't realize that We, 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 we yeah. resolved to talk about the holdovers I saw the holdovers Yes. the Priscilla also came out this weekend I thought about trying to see that. Oh, I thought it, it comes out this next weekend no, I think it's but maybe it isn't here. I don't know what's going on. Well I, I do want to see Priscilla though. I do so want to talk see about that. that. We'll I do want to that see that. Time. I saw nine movies this week. You saw nine Kyle, movies this week. Can you even this week. name the nine movies yes, you I saw? Can. Yes, I can. Okay, uh, so, I'm, I'm going to I probably haven't seen them, so but I'm just going to give my opinion sight on scene as to whether the movie's good or not. You can tell me if I'm right.
1: Uh so on on Thursday I saw the new Ryosuke Hamaguchi movie he did uh, Drive My Car yeah, uh, a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, it's called Evil Does Not Exist. So that's well that, I,
0: that that title is I don't know it's interesting is is that a true proposition gosh we could spend a whole episode just talking about the uh, proposition well, if, evil if you does see not the coloring
1: exist. of the title it goes evil does in blue and then not in red and then blue in exists so evil does oh so it's exist. posing the question whether you're or not yeah, um I think so
0: I am guessing that was good very good okay good very okay good. good.
1: very good very soft very uh, quiet. It, it like builds on a community at first, and then a glamping uh, resort oh, wants interesting. to come in interesting. and use this place. And so they have like these hearings with the community, and it's really gripping. Oh, that sounds and good. It's really good. That sounds Very good. good. Okay, I, okay. That's, I'm um, not surprised that's good. Next day, I saw The Holdovers.
0: We'll reserve that discussion.
1: Um, that night, I saw with Katie uh, the new Jeff Nichols film, The Bike Riders, with Austin Butler and Tom Hardy
0: uh that is okay
1: it was okay
0: okay two for
1: two i think the first 45 minutes are excellent and then it dwindles out two two, for two. two two for two two for two two, two two for two. two um so let's see the longest day of the afi fest that i attended Oh, well, that's was, right you were doing fest you're a fest goer you're so you
0: are a festive gentleman i, I try so you're festooned right now with various streamers and baubles <laughs> I saw the first one we saw
1: was Victor Erice's newest film. Uh, he hasn't made a movie in thirty years, um, and it's uh, called Close Your Eyes. And uh, so he's a Spanish filmmaker. He Usually, orients his movies around the. Well, I mean, usually he hasn't made Franco. one for thirty years. I don't yeah. know.
0: I don't know how we could say he just usually does much. <laughs> he doesn't he usually. It's made
1: uh, made some movies. He some, eats some very important. Works, and drinks but,
0: sangria and does yeah, what all Spanish people yeah, do. Very much. Very much so. Uh this movie was weird. It was good. It's okay. not it's not weird. It it ah, it's it's very much <laughs> I missed.
1: You missed. It was a swing and a miss, but it, it's very much like a um it's a, it's a older filmmaker Looking back at a, a there's a disap- the disappearance of his actor happened uh, during the filming, and so he wasn't able to complete the movie, and so now they are doing a documentary episode, like a kind of like a where where are they now kind of thing, okay. and it brings to light some uh, ideas uh, of maybe maybe he's still alive. Uh, okay, some people thought he killed himself. Some people thought he disappeared. And so it's kind of an investigation, but it's really about the filmmaker himself and what, what okay. kind of truth okay. he can find and all that.
0: And okay. So that yeah, was I that one. I it sounds interesting.
1: The middle one was uh, Matteo Garone's new film. Uh, he's an Italian filmmaker. He did uh, Gamora, which is a pretty sensational yeah, yeah. movie about uh, the chimera and... Um, in uh, in Italy, and uh, uh, he he's done some fantasy films like t- uh, w- uh, Wild Wild No Tale Tale of Tales and Pinocchio, um, but he's also did a movie called Dog Man a couple years ago. This one is about it's it's called um, uh, Io Capitano, and it's about uh, uh, Senegalese refugees um, and immig- uh, immigrants trying to get into Europe, um, and that that is that tale. This was good but depressing. Um, it was depressing and very formulaic. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> it was, uh, and but there are some gripping, harrowing moments. It's just they do kind of soft pedal some things uh, for the prestige audience. It is Italian Italy's uh, choice for the uh, for the Oscar submission, so you can tell why they. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. Choice.
0: Okay. This. This is say. This is a movie that is. Shouting at you that uh, this is serious, respectable cinema. Yes. And yeah. uh, the, we, the, we the f- filmmaker
1: spoke for about 10 minutes about how important it is uh, to tell this tale.
0: Okay, and, uh, so you, your judgment is colored by watching someone be, someone be pretentious. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's fair. It's that's totally fair. It's a little bit. That was yeah. part of your viewing experience.
1: Okay. Um, then I saw the uh, the other Italian film that d- is not getting submission to the Academy Awards, but it's well, I already up- know you like this one better yeah. because of
0: the way you're introing yeah. it. Yeah,
1: Elisa, Ver- uh, Elisa Rohrvacher, Rovacker, uh, who I really like her last couple films. Uh, Happy as Lazaro is incredible, um, and this one is about a a, bi- a bitter, grief stricken archaeologist who resorts to grave robbing with a bunch of losers. This is uh, the Indiana Jones <laughs> sequel we deserve. I mean it really is. <laughs> this is the one we should have got. And uh and it's it's about him kind of mining the territory of his own past, but also Italy's past at the at the same time. Um brutal. A, and it's, a and brutal it's, past. And it's a well, brutal has. past for sure. And it has uh oh like these flourishes of magical realism to it. I mean it is no, very this is good. You Very, very felini, I can tell you like yeah. this. Yeah, no, it was it was excellent. It was yeah, one of the best of the festival. This is the festival. most
0: intriguing the movie you've talked the the,
1: yeah, about. Yeah, very much. So um, then the next day, we saw another Italian film, um, but from uh, Bilocchio, um, I think it's um, Mark, Marco Bellocchio also, it, the, the guy who introduced it called him an octogenarian filmmaker. I was like, that's so mean. Well, I, mean it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, true. It's, it's so but but nobody has used that to describe anybody else, like even the older yeah, filmmakers. Yeah, I mean,
0: it is, it is sort of, um, I guess if you're not like a middle-aged man, you're something. Like yeah. the, the default um, film director is a middle-aged white man. Mm-hmm. And so I guess everyone else is a woman director or a black director or an octogenarian director yeah. or a... You know, a trans director yeah. or whatever. So, so I guess that's the way it works.
1: Yeah. And um, Bolokio's been making movies since the 60s. Uh, Fits in My Pocket is really good. Uh, I, the tra- he did a movie called The Trader a couple years ago, which was quite good. This one was, um, I think it really hinges on your, uh, your ability to digest or appreciate melodrama. And he's doing it on purpose. It's very operatic. The music swells. I mean, it's, it's the same thing that maybe like Nolan does, but unironically, I think it's being done in an okay, irony okay, okay. here. And it, 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 tackles, uh, the true story of, of Mastrata, uh, Edgardo Mastrata, who was, uh, Jew, the, a Jewish child who was, was apparently baptized in private uh, under the tutelage of Pius IX and was then stricken from his home. I don't
0: trust any of the popes named Pius. Pius, no. Those popes are all (laughs) shit popes in my estimation. uh, I'll decide if you're Pius or not. not, Pick a name like John or whatever. Yeah. But Pius, you don't get to pick a name that says that you're the thing that you're supposed to be. Very much. That's tautological. That's trying to define your way to success. That's just saying you're good. That's just saying I'm a goody good boy. Yeah. You cannot call yourself pious. That's a bullshit Pope name. It is. All Popes named pious are cheaters. I think that's the most important thing to say.
1: I'll, I'll look at that later. Uh, sorry, no. And That's one hundred percent true. I to- break, no, I totally break? agree with you. No, I, it was a work message. I don't think it's important. Um, no, I totally agree with you. Kyle's Anytime employed. I, he I took- care about his job. I, every- if you're listening
0: to this, <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe they are. <laughs> um, but you know, um, he's podcasting, and the movie's called Kidnapped, and it was good. It, it was just it had these really overwrought flourishes that some some of them worked for me, some of them did. And uh, okay. but but an interesting okay. story, it's a really interesting story, okay. Okay, uh, um, and then the last of the festival that I saw was uh, Nuri Bilja Bilja Salen, Bilge Bilge Salen, he's Turkish, sounds Turkish, yeah. I was he gonna say this Turkish. is a Turkish name right here. Um, he, he's made some wonderful movies, uh, Once Upon a Time in Antolia, um, Wild Pear Tree, and uh, this one. And I will encourage you to watch it uh, because I really want to talk about it at some point. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's called "About Dry Grasses," and it's it follows a intellectual uh, teacher of of elementary school in Anatolia. Dead of winter, bitter, uh, off, awful character, uh, but but he becomes <laughs> more and more overtly unlikable as the movie goes along it first entices you sounds, in sounds just like me so I mean I well appreciate, it, it appreciate invites that. you it invites you into kind of like a relatable sort of disgruntled behavior and complaints and he's he's got high minded ideas about where he should be and that he's better than this place and better than these people and as it goes along you it it he it almost should be just prompted for you to see it, but because he starts making the most petty, insecure, uh, egocentric decisions you, you'd see in any sort of character. It. And it, and Love it's, it. And it, by the way, Sounds three, like a, three a hour hero. and 17 minute movie. Oh, no, and, and, one. It, and it it clips because you're like, what is this guy going to do next? Mm. It, I was intrigued the
0: entire time. Okay, okay. It was really good. Was that your, ne- so, so of all the movies you saw, was that the best one? I think
1: that and the, like, like uh the, the archaeology archeolo- okay. okay. one. Those I those think those were my two favorite. Um, and then I saw uh, David Fincher's new movie, The Killer Today.
0: Oh, so. you, you are. How'd you see that? Is that? It's, the, it's in theaters, right? Oh, friend. gosh. How can we do this? <laughs> I can see one movie. You see nine <laughs> movies. Okay. We're talking about the holdovers. We are. We, yeah. We've held Alexander Payne. Uh, how far are we in? How much have we recorded ten already? 10 minutes. Oh, wow, that's good. It's a good 10 minutes. I was going to talk about feelings, too. But uh, I, I was going to talk about various grievances I have in life. And against me? No, not against well, you. Well, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I mean, you're doing great. You're doing great. I mean, you know, I want you to. I want you to take some you time. I mean, we can talk about take, the grievances. I, I want you to take care of yourself.
1: This is about us. And I think the grievances might help us understand the movies and where we come from. That's you true. Know?
0: That's true. So, so... um. It's funny. We talked about Scorsese last week. We yeah. talked about him as a filmmaker that you love. I've been I've been,
1: I've been arguing for a week with people about that what, movie.
0: What if people? What they if,
1: just think it's the, they think it's too white a perspective. And I'm just like, oh, so you want to like watch people? Well, you want to watch Indians we suffer? We talk
0: about this a bit, yeah. right? This is a very interesting argument to me. Uh, you know, people people are going to have their perception of things, right? And they're going... I I feel like the initial sort of identity-based argument is something that someone is going to offer in the face of anything like that movie, where they're going to say, well, it's a white guy telling a non-white people story. But I said... I Really, I said what I thought about it last week. What I said is that it is about the white people and how fucking terrible they are. Exactly. That's the story that Martin Scorsese is the most equipped to tell because he is the great... Documentarian of terrible white people in America in the 20th century yeah. he is the great storyteller about the spiritual void at the heart of the dominant population in America, which yeah. has been white men he is that is his métier. That is his genius. He is the one who tells that story. And in the process of telling that story, he managed to, uh, is here to also tell a story about a bunch of other people that is not well-known enough. Yeah. And that should be on the list of great American tragedies and great yeah. American crimes. Yes. Yeah. But is not. It is right? not. But yes, the story that he is telling is absolutely about the white men involved yeah, and their fucking depravity yeah, and the horror that they visit on the world, which is an important story to tell in various forms to understand the dominant forces that shaped America yeah. in the 20th century. Now, are there a lot of other stories that should be told by American Indians, by all kinds of people? Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But the question is, like, you know... There's no justice in the world, right? There's no justice with who gets to make movies. There's no there's no justice there. And we hope when someone comes along and makes this movie that they kick open a door that a bunch of other people get to walk through. That's what we hope, yeah. That they get to, that that people who can tell this story from other perspectives that they get to walk through. But I think it's very it's it's just very cheap to me to say. I mean, it's but we just live in a takes culture, right? We live in a takes yeah, culture. I agree. When and that's take is available to you to say that this is centering someone who shouldn't be centered, and I I don't I don't know what to say to that. Um, stories are very limited. Yeah. Right. Film is very limited. There's all you you got one image, you know, at a time. Right. You got an image and sound one at a time. You can only show this thing. The movie is extremely long. I just, I don't know what it is, you know, to, to me. I mean, this goes back to the centra, the central project. Why I do this, mm. right? Which is that at some point. And why? I mean, I made fun of you. I made fun of you and Samuel during an episode of I Know Movies and You Don't for being online. I'll continue to make fun of you for paying attention to what people (laughs) say online. But I think at some point, if you if you love movies, I mean, you you're you're steeped in film. I'm steeped in maybe more. Maybe I have more breadth than depth. But I love art. Yeah, no, you right. I love expression. It's, there has to be, if you love these things, you have to see some value in like trying to look at the thing and see it. Yeah. Right? As opposed to always wanting to have a conversation about everything but the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything, uh, uh, these sort of just very just low-hanging fruit takes about kind of the culture that we live in. Which is a fucked up culture. It really it's a is a fucked yeah. up culture, right? I mean, it's a fucked up culture. Like I said, the dominant—I wasn't kidding—the default director is a middle-aged white guy, yeah. right? And so when you notate, if, if 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 you're talking about a director that's a middle-aged or someone older white guy, you don't say you know fifty, uh, you know white uh, man in his fifties director X. Yeah. Nobody says that, right? Nobody uses those adjectives. Will they use woman director if it's a woman? Of course. Will they use black director when it's a black guy? Of course, or a black person. Of course, of course, of course, of course. It's bullshit. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up, right? But uh, if you, you will deprive yourself of the ability to have aesthetic experiences if you always... You know, I, I'm not someone who shies away from talking about the politics of things. No, no, yeah. But I also think you'll deprive yourself of a lot of aesthetic experience if you always just need to take whatever cultural artifact. It, but it's also this, this online join the conversation bullshit where it's like you got to have an opinion about this. You got to have an opinion about... This or that or the other thing. You gotta have an opinion about this specific aspect of the thing. It's yeah. just whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, and, I, I mean, to me, to me, it's so played out. I it's agree. Just, it's just a played out conversation. Yeah, I know. I
1: agree. I and and because I've been trying to orient, especially as watching all of these nine movies, trying to orient them in a personal experience. Because if if you're just watching them for just aesthetic, just all these things, you can that that is where a, a power can have and just. Just make it known that that's
0: what you have a problem with. We, it's just your personal. It's, it's, all, it's all what can. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's all about the alchemy of the thing yeah. and what happens inside your head. Very much. uh so so in the spirit of you talking about Martin Scorsese, I mean Alexander Payne is a director that I love. He's I do direct, love. He's Alexander a director Payne. that I love, yeah. and he's a director that speaks to I don't know certain things that are um that seem that affect me that I feel. Uh, Touched by or moved by. I think that, uh, they are, him and, him and Scorsese both are sort of people who are very interested in, uh, America in the 20th century. They're interested they in are, different yeah. slices of it. Yeah. And into the, the 21st century, right? They're just in different chunks of it, different slices of it. And, you know, the, the sort of, um, the grand kind of Catholic focus of someone like Scorsese contrasts pretty well and pretty interestingly with Paine's uh, very Protestant, very interested in sort of Protestant <laughs> America. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the very sort of Episcopalian church service that appears in the beginning of this movie. That goes movie. all the way back to Citizen Ruth when he came on the scene. Yeah, it, it is, really it does. is very much, um, you know, that this is the world that he is interested in. Yeah. Which is a a tiny... uh, I mean, they're all tiny at the end of the day, right? They're
1: microcosms, really. uh,
0: But significant uh, part of the story of this country uh, and and kind of what it is and what it's become. And uh, I like his movies. I liked this movie. I thought that... um, I mean, him and Giamatti are obviously two people who work very well together. Yes, yeah, they do. Uh, Giamatti is, I think... um, one of our best actors. I, I, I find Undeniable. him, I find him always compelling to watch. I yeah. never, I never don't like him. I never find him to be anything other than a very interesting, compelling screen actor. Yeah. Uh, and although once again, in a, in a sort of other, another parallel to, uh, to killers of the flower moon, the movie is sort of emotionally anchored by, um, by a female character. Yes. Who yeah, really, Who no, really yeah. sort yeah. of um gives the movie the kind of substance. You know, I was really reminded of a a kind of um this this movie is kind of done in the way of a lot of classic American, you know, twentieth century stage plays, like Cat on a hot tin roof, uh, yeah. Long Day's Journey Tonight, where you've got a bunch of people who who are not okay. Like it's just a classic <laughs> setup, right? It's you've true. got a bunch of people either in a family or in this case in a kind of quasi familial uh setup that kind of comes about ad hoc. Island of misfit toys, you yes. could say. I think for Christmas and, that makes and, sense. And it's yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's yeah. a, it's it's very much a Christmas movie. You've got um a bunch of people who are not okay. No. And at the beginning of the movie they're sort of barely holding it together and we're gonna watch them unravel. Mm. We're gonna watch little them by little. unravel. Yeah. Right. It's a pretty classic, pretty classic way to yeah. structure a story. Well,
1: and and stylistically is uh, is kind of breathtaking. I mean, somebody who a, a lot of people try and invoke the seventies, and uh, this is a very seventies tale. Not definitely, only, definitely not only very in, early seventies, right? Sixties
0: yeah. moving into the seventies, culture clash, generational clash. Uh, but I mean, I. But what I liked about this movie, one of the main things I liked about it, is its subtlety. Right? There's not yeah, a lot of yeah, shit that's yeah. made explicit. Not a, you're not hit over the head with everything. The moment that Giamatti realizes that he's not going to have any sort of romance with that one character is just so quiet and so almost you yeah. can almost miss it. And it's that subtlety that I kind of love. Yeah, you're not this. This movie just sort of. to me, Payne does a great job of making movies that feel a lot like life, Uh which are, which are a lot of half loaves and little victories and defeats and things that feel like one thing, but don't ever amount to much, Mm -hmm. but they kind of loom large in your mind. Like, You know, you have some sort of what you think is a connection with a person, but it's not really a connection. And maybe for like a moment in your life, it looms really large because you think they like you one way, but they really like you some other way. Mm -hmm. And then it gets revealed and you just kind of have to chew on that and process it. And you kind of end up lamenting something that never really existed anyways. That kind of very subtle sort of um, these very subtle and complex feelings, I think, are ones that he communicates Really well yeah. through these very uh, layered and interesting characters.
1: Well, and and I'm glad I'm glad you really liked it because I've I've struggled with it because I mostly like this. Movie. You, you
0: saw too many movies. Maybe Kyle. I saw too you've many got, movies. You've got you've got thirty hours <laughs> worth of content <laughs> I know, it's, just in your head like some sort of a slurry. Yeah, I don't even know if you They're know fighting each other. I, I don't, don't even know what movie I'm talking you're, you're, it's about. It's like right that. Now. I, I always <laughs> reference that. That terrible movie where the guy's got a bunch of people in his head and one of them is John Q Sack. It's not really a terrible movie. It's an okay movie. Where the people inside his head are murdering each other. He's got multiple identity. He's yes. got multiple personalities got multiple. in his head and they're they're playing out a drama in his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's you, but with movies, but with movies,
1: they're all fighting They're But, but I, I will say, um, as you, as you're talking about it, the, you, you are highlighting all the things that I did like about this movie. It's aesthetically, it takes you back to the 1970s that there's an opening shot where there's a bunch of students in quiet and a choir and the lighting is so pitch perfect. It's like you are watching how Ashby working, Shooting Harold and hell, Mod. It, it, yeah. it,
0: it's it's a movie about the seventies, but also I mean that's part of why I look at it. it. It feels like a movie. I mean we we talked about we've talked about Altman recently. Yeah. Like it feels like yes. a movie that could have come out of the early seventies. Like much it has so. it has that kind of. I just think I just think his movies are not always. I mean some of them can be more brash. And they, they'll have brash moments, right? Like elections, a pretty brash movie. Sideways kind of goes back and forth back and between forth, like brash sure. moments, and but but I I think I mean honestly I in some ways the the I think I think election is probably my favorite pain movie. Mine too, yeah. But I really love The Descendants, and when he, when good. he does when he's at his best, his movies sometimes they're good because they have a kind of emptiness to them. Yeah. They kind of have a lovely sort of. Quietness and emptiness to them, where you're just kind of sitting with these people in a way that feels very, um, like that's what I What I one of the things I love most about dis the descendants is that it feels like you're with that family, yeah, and yes. that family feels very real and very fully realized. Yeah. And the best thing
1: about this movie, um, and I think three fourths of the movie work excellently for, for this reason it's David Hemmingson's script and focusing on this trinity of characters. As you said, mostly nobody in the movie is all right. But the fact that we get to this representation, we get an older, tradition-laden uh, instructor who's just so embittered. He's embittered with people, himself, everything. He he is entrusted in an institution that, and that has essentially betrayed him, and uh, Paul Giamatti plays it perfectly. And they give him a, a, a multitude of ailments and, like, he he has, like, a false eye. He also can't... Uh, he, 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 smells he smells bad. He smells bad because of
0: some... Triectamine or whatever. Yeah, some <laughs> congenital problem where he doesn't process something and he smells like shit.
1: Then you have the new generation, the, the one that he's supposed to be teaching, instructing, giving, uh, you know, a sort of direction, guidance, hope. He can't give that anymore. He doesn't necessarily believe in that. And so here you have someone who's rather intelligent, aware... And it, uh, in uh, Dominic Sessa's Angus, and he's just flailing, and then you unite these two with the heart, as you said in the movie. And uh, D- Devine, is it Devine? I, think I don't, it's, um, I don't know if it's Devine
0: or Divine. Or Divine
1: Joy Randolph, she's excellent. Um, she has been. She was in like Dolomite is my name. She's on uh, Murder uh, Only Murders in the Building. She's great, and she's. Exceptional in this movie, because she is the true outsider she she 's you know the manager of 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 the uh the cafeteria she 's lost her child to vietnam she 's black, and so all of the like true grievances uh and to be truly disillusioned with the system the 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 apparatus of all all of this she truly has the most to be of of grievance. And you put them together and this slow layering of contention and resentment, but then also understanding that starts weaving between the three. I think the first, I mean, most of the movie operates in that vein and it's quite remarkable. Like, a quite remarkable in its characterization and its piece. The only thing, and it might be just for me, and you you have pointed out that maybe it's because I've just been onslaughted with a multitude of it's movies. Too, it's too it's much. It's hard to it's kind of... too do, much. ...to orient. I did find... You're like um, a punch-drunk boxer. <laughs> I mean, it really is... I did find that the harshness, uh, especially if you're going to go back to the 1970s and see a Hal Ashby movie. like And Harold and Maude ends it with, with sad, melancholy, but also uh, happiness. Last Details, uh, you know, another Hal Ashby that this has a lot of feelings of. Yeah. Uh, you know, three characters who are kind of the, the disillusionment of this I am the fucking time. Shore Patrol. <laughs> That's such a great movie. It's <laughs> a great movie. That is such a great movie. I found that the hard edges and the the disillusionment of its time softened quite a bit by the end, like the sentimentality kind of took over. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I think this will work for a lot of people. This is par- partially for me that I felt there needed to be more of a combustible moment that when he does sacrifice himself, it's more of a realization, you know, cause he, he takes the blame for this action, but it comes at a, we already know they understand each other. It's not surprising that he takes, he falls on the sword. I found that maybe there needed to be one more harsh misunderstanding between the two that allowed him that it was truly a remarkable decision. Interesting. I'm not saying that, that it needed to happen. I think the themes and the characters come about the same way it was going to be. I just found it, it as, as we entered the last phase, the, as, as they are in Boston And they, like, are really getting to know each other at the museum, bowling, whatever it is. Um, I found it, it just needed a little more of a hard edge. And you see that in his earlier works. I think you see that in Election, you see that in Sideways, where his, his protagonists, as they come to know who they are, retract from getting better at times. And then they need to make that final moment. I feel maybe this was an urge oh, to not repeat wait, or himself. I mean, or I
0: mean, in Descendants, where he he confronts, yes. sort of the 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 husband and the wife that were you know with the, with that was his his late wife was cheating. I know, with. He, or he doesn't even confront them. He just kind of like goes to see them and kind of at one point like kind of kisses her in a way that's like awkward. It's very yeah, it's it's gnarly. Yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Or, or I mean, yeah, how sideways? I mean. The, I mean the Thomas Hayden Church character who ends up just being such a cad. Yes, such right? a cad. Just, just such an un, like like such likable, right? Like charming, but just such a cad. And, and Giamatti having just kind of enabling him. I know. And you I end know. with that open ended idea of like, does does this thing that could have been so good for him, can he have it, or has he forever compromised it by, by um yeah, the, the, it, this it, it's a softer movie to be sure with a softer ending and I, I i do think that I, I mean i guess my criticism of it or or what i think is the it is most vulnerable to right is sort of similar to what you're saying in that i do think it is a bit formulaic a little i mean bit. i don't yeah. i don't think that there's any particular twist or resolution or turn that is really shocking you sort of know how the movie's going to play out yeah. pretty clearly you yes. know that they're going to start to like each other you know that because of you know things that are both uh, intrinsic but also exogenous to the movie. Like you know that that's what's going to have to happen to drive the movie forward. Sure, he's going to have to soften. You know, Giamatti's going to have to soften. The kid's going to have to start to see value in him and see what's good about him. He's going to have to open up to the kid. The kid's going to have to open up to him. Yeah, and it's going to be anchored by this third character who is this exemplar of you know heroism and strength and kindness yeah and who is the one as you say who has a real axe to grind with the really world really true right yeah. all that is true and all that is fair yeah. right which i think is is what probably precludes this movie um, from being great. Yes.
1: Maybe that's my frustration. Because I think it could have been Because it has
0: elements of greatness, right? Yeah. There's greatness in uh, the yeah. acting. Yeah. There's greatness in the direction. There is, there is a real Yeah, the the, the the feel of it, the use of, of of the cinematography, the music. There's something about it that just kind of just just sort of insinuates itself into you yeah. in a way that I found very moving. I yeah. ultimately found the movie very moving. Even though, I, like I said, I have to concede that there isn't anything that happens. There isn't any conflict that gets raised in this movie that is particularly surprising. Although I will say the quick dissolution of what looks like a romantic possibility for Giamatti's character... That I really liked, and that yes. and that yeah. shows one the, of the best features. That shows the signs of some of Payne's better storytelling, where things really do take a turn that is surprising, and like you said, really pushes the character. Like, like consider sort of the the difference between what takes Giamatti's character out of his school and what takes Matthew Broderick's character out of his school in Election. Broderick's character did something that's actually pretty awful. Pretty awful. And yeah, you don't see it coming, and you look at it, and you think, "Are you really gonna fucking do this?" Like you hate, you hate this girl so much, you're going to fudge yeah, the results so of her election. So insecure, and, and you're just nasty. such a piece of shit. Yeah, and you've become so invested in hating this person, this Tracy Flick, who is, I think, one of the great film characters of Truly is all time. Like, really, <laughs> I mean, she talk about someone who embodies a certain. You know, a great film character can embody something that we all kind of know, but we haven't seen it quite crystallized. Yeah. And I mean that character just embodies a certain kind of person that you find in high schools. Oh my God. That you everyone has experienced, and she is just the absolute apotheosis of that thing. Yeah. She is the 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 quintessence that's what, of that thing. I mean to bring it to
1: election, that's why it works so well. Matthew Broderick's character, like his frustrations or his um, his judgments of her are not necessarily
0: wrong. Yes, it's we're where sympathetic he takes to him. Yeah. we're sympathetic to him, and we dislike her. And where you where you and, and we're sympathetic like, to oh, the no. to the other candidate, <laughs> right? To the sort of Chris friendly Klein. to yeah. the friendly dumb guy, <laughs> we're sympathetic to them, and we think and we sort of agree with them. But it, like it's like, but it, it, we still end up thinking that they're so fucking gross, right? Yeah. Not, well, not Chris. Klein. Chris Klein is actually he doesn't want it, right? He's no, like, yeah. if I lost, I lost. But that 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 Broderick's character is willing to do this thing over a high school election—that yeah. he's that far gone, yeah. Right. He takes that character, just like the Clooney character in Descendants, just like the Thomas Hayden Church character in Sideways. He takes those characters to a really kind of nasty place. Yes. Yes. I that, that maybe forces that... the issue in ways this movie never really yeah, forces the I issue i wanted
1: a bit more nastiness like i'm not i'm fine with it having a result of him being like you know what maybe it's better if i don't not only for this student to not get kicked out and not go to s- some military academy which it's the writing's on the wall he goes to that military academy he's he's yeah, going to vietnam he's going to vietnam um, and so i understand all of the orchestrations of what it amounts to but i kind of wanted the character to be slightly nastier more embittered than he is and instead they kind of make him you know kind of the hidden softy underneath the curmudgeon surface I'm not saying that that's a bad choice. I think that that is a very prestige choice. I think it's going to win a lot of people over because of the formula, because of that expectation. It's all very well done. But I wanted just slightly more out of it. Especially if you're going to take me back to the 1970s where people felt that cynicism. People felt that disillusionment. And in those stories... They, they there's no, there is more open endedness. Yeah. There is more yeah, well, haunting yeah, feelings.
0: It, 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 we don't have the situation where pain is taking a character that we're sympathetic to and making us make really hard judgments about how yes. we feel yeah. about these people. Yeah. that does not happen in this movie. No, no. It there's is, no it's a little too clean. You, at the end of the day, you're gonna like all three of the main characters. You are. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna think that they make noble choices and that it's powerful and impressive that they can overcome the things that they have to overcome and they're going to have a sort of nice moment at the end where they see each other and there is a recognition there. There's a recognition there. And we also can have that recognition with these characters, right? But I agree with you that it it does not rise to the level of his best work. I don't think for that no. reason. But no. like I said, it, nonetheless, I found it very moving. Yes. And I also yeah. found it very cinematically impressive. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I the, like, the way that it, 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 it has that very seventies feel. It feels like, it feels like it's, a seventies movie about the seventies made in the seventies. Right. With the, with those very sort of Hal Ashby esque touches. Yeah. Right, and sort of just the energy of it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I liked I like this sort of um dynamic between the boys at the school. I thought they captured kind of t- the <laughs> awfulness of like teenage boys pretty well. Yeah, I do. Just yeah. the shittiness, especially the kind
1: the, of the the one the coontz, yeah, yeah. what his name yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, but
0: they're all kind of vile to each other. They are, yeah. Right, which is uh, you know, which is very true. That's the, that especially I mean obviously I went to, you know, I went to just a normal public school. But uh, you know, teenage boys are pretty awful to each other, and I'm sure that that's I went to only, all boys Catholic school. Yeah, so we were like this, yeah, hundred percent nasty, just yeah. nasty to each other, just just constantly saying like something fucked up to someone just to see if you can get a rise out of them. Very much. So I, I thought the dynamic there was good, and I, um, you know, I mean it's it's funny, right? Because I think it's. It, you know you see these movies that are such you know you you've seen so many you saw you know you saw like a a, a full human days worth of movies right yeah, in the past couple yeah. days i mean we always see these connections right or we draw these parallels or these contrasts i mean um the epicness of something like killers of the far moon juxtaposed against the the quietness and the the sort of very introspective and almost delicate quality of it yeah. like this is nice and i and i, I agree. and i will say that um that i that i i'm i'm glad this movie exists yeah me too i, I mean i'm glad most movies even the movies i don't like <laughs> maybe someone likes them right that's that sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier it's i mean you know with killers of the flower moon it's like would you rather have this thing exist or not for sure right? I mean, yeah like like, what, what, like is it would it be better off would we be better off without it you know uh i think the I think we're better off to have this movie. And I and I found it... I don't know. I mean, there's just some movies... We come, we come back to past lives a lot, which is definitely one of these movies that's right. very much on our minds. Great movie. There's some movies that you just sit down with and they just kind of worm their way inside you. Yeah. You know, they just kind of... Something about this sort of quiet energy they have. You know, it's almost if... If something like Killers of the Thar Moon feels like getting hit by a truck in some ways, right? <laughs>
1: it It is. It is then like Then a that. movie
0: like this feels like, I don't know, just kind of like laying down in a grassy field or something. You know, it just feels, it feels, I find movies like this to have a certain sort of calming. And that doesn't mean pacifying. I want to distinguish that. But I just find something about a movie like this, you know, it's, it's good to be challenged, but sometimes it's also nice to just have a movie that kind of just worms its way into your mind well, yeah. in a way that you kind of... It has... People use this word vibe so much, but it's not wrong. Like you just not kinda, wrong. It just kind of hits you in a certain aesthetic way where just the vibe or the energy of it, I don't know, at that day or at that moment. But obviously I like pain, so it's not surprising. And I love those kind of 70s movies like we were talking about. So it's not surprising that this movie would just kind of flow very nicely into my... I mean, in a way, this is like how we talk about Wes Anderson movies. Like, some movies, yeah. they just have a certain aesthetic tone and energy where they just kind of mesh well with the things yeah. that you find appealing, that you could sit with in... I mean, in a way, to me, maybe maybe movies like this are like my MCU movies, right? I want an, <laughs> I want an Alexander Payne extended universe because... Because I could watch another movie about that Giamatti character, right? I mean, I you know I could I could watch another movie that takes place at this school, right? I could not watch another movie that was made with these kind of aesthetic values. Yeah, there's just something about them that just that just appeal to me and resonate with me.
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think it's it's interesting because like I walk away from a movie like that, and when you're like set up to think critically through the whole weekend, I I was. I was glad you came in mostly positive because I was like, well, I cri- I mostly criticized the movie in my write-up because it didn't have essentially the, the bite well, yeah. and the nastiness that I wanted. you,
0: you got to think of things. To, I mean, we're all, we're all part of the takes culture, right? you got to think sure. of things to say. And I guess what I'm trying to say is just something I can't – I'm having trouble saying it because it's so ineffable, right? It's just, there's just something about movies like this that just kind of – Worm their way around my mind in a way that do. I find pleasing. In the way that that, like I said, really probably is true for some people with whatever. Just a a average level. I mean, I think this is by average movie, but like an average level Marvel movie is something. that just it's some things are just in your pleasure center, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, and and I think this movie is incredibly thoughtful. Thoughtful in its aesthetic choices. Thoughtful in its character choices. Thoughtful in how it presents it. And so that little qualm that maybe not everything comes together in the way that I think of an interpretive stance on uh, if you're going to pay homage to this time period and tell that kind of story, the sentimentality might take over, but that doesn't mean the sentimentality is not earnest. See, and so, And so I think it's all part of the kind of quiet tapestry that you're talking about. It, it it results in the effect that was going to be had, no matter how, how how you complicated the story. It was going to reach this point and you're able to think about it in that
0: way. See, I like this as a heuristic though. I like this as a heuristic, this idea of what are the movies that you really, really enjoy, even though you wouldn't necessarily argue that they're great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's that, true. I think you can learn a lot about yourself as a film watcher or as a consumer of whatever culture, right? Well, we're talking about movies. We talk no, movies. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what are the movies that really hit you in the sweet spot? But that you wouldn't say like I, I always use this example with music, right? I always say there's two kinds of music I like. There's a kind of music I like that I'm surprised when people don't like. If people don't like, I don't know. I heard it through the grapevine by Marvin Gaye. I'm like, I don't know how you like what's not the like there. That's mm-hmm. just a that's just a timeless classic. And then there's other music I like, and I'm sure you can relate to this, that I'm not surprised when people don't like it. Yeah. It's very much to my taste, right? And it's very specific and weird and particular to me. Even things that are sort of lauded, I feel this way about, like Nirvana. I'm not surprised when people don't like Nirvana. Yeah. I love Nirvana, but I'm not surprised if people are like, that's just, that's not my thing. Yeah. Right? You know, I think, w- different from Motown. But I think you could apply the same heuristic to movies. I think you can learn a lot about yourself as a filmmaker if you pick movies that you think are good but not great but that you really love. I think Paul Schrader's filmography lands
1: in this for me because I think he has some great ones and then he has some like okay ones. But even the okay ones yeah. because of what he focuses on and the subject matter, the challenging nature of his work. You know, uh, he reach, reaches some great heights with stuff like Affliction or Hardcore. Yeah, uh, blue, blue. But then you have like mid works like Blue Collar. are still
0: fascinating. They're yeah. fascinating works. And yeah. so
1: I, I think, and Alexander Payne, I think, um, I, I like this movie because I am a fan of him. Yeah,
0: Payne is in this category for me. Lynch is in this category Lynch, for me. Yeah, there are just certain directors where I guess you just vibe with them, and even when they're not doing their best work. It's still, You're just like, it's still, this is yeah, something. This, there's, I still, there's something I love about this, even though I accept that this one is is not their best, or it's not a time capsule movie, or it's not something I'm going to say should definitely win awards, or everyone should see, right? Whatever we think is the sine qua non of a great movie, right? Is yeah. a great, if, if you think a movie that's great, you think, I think you should see this movie. Yeah. I think everyone should see this movie. I'm not going to guarantee you like it, but I think everyone should see it. I think a lot of people would, will enjoy this movie. Yeah, I
1: absolutely do, and I actually think it will be up for a lot of Academy Awards. I I, I think well, Best Supporting Actress definitely. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, she might be the front runner for me so far. Uh, you you don't get a lot of dynamic or why well, is is
0: uh, Lily Gladstone is that going to be Best Actress? Do we she think? is running for Best Actress. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. she's gonna she's gonna win that.
1: It's it depends. Who else
0: is even in the comment?
1: Um. Well, say so, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. Apparently, is uh, okay. a rock star. Uh, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari. Apparently, is incredible. Um, I'm excited about that movie. I mean, so th- Michael
0: th- Mann, another director who
1: I uh, – yeah, you, sits you in a kind of – feel like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the shit. Um, he doesn't make movies anymore. Peter Weir was mine for the oh, longest time. Oh, interesting. Well,
0: it's funny because I was thinking about Dead Poet Society, right? Oh, this th- is very much you, like – You yeah. think you think about a dramatic ending, but, I mean, it's funny, right, because this is kind of an inversion of Dead Poet Society because this is the teacher that nobody loves. Nobody likes him. He has him. one guy who loves him <laughs> at the end, one student who loves him who for these very personal him. reasons. Yeah. But I did think about – when you think about, like, dramatic endings, I mean – Oh, Captain, my Captain! I mean that that Very ending. Much. I mean, yeah. I mean, a yeah, younger. I, oh, but I've always I I haven't watched that movie in a long time, and I certainly wonder how it would land if I watched. Well,
1: it Well, I I Dead Poet Society in in the fullness of his filmography is low in my my rankings of his work, but it still hits a kind
0: of spot. But doesn't but it? You it does see it when spot. you're a teenage yeah. boy, and it's just <laughs> so. Oh my god! Like. I mean, also this murderer's row of actors that would go on yeah, to have Hawk, massive uh, careers, right? I mean, Hawk the biggest, yeah, right? Hawk
1: the biggest. Um, you got the one guy who would go beyond Lost, and he, uh, he's like
0: what well, Robert Sean Leonard was in that. Uh, God, who else was in that? I mean, Ethan Hawke is the one I always think of, right? Yeah. Who, uh, I mean, I don't know if you would have guessed it from that movie, but who went on to be obviously a huge. <laughs> Not that he was bad, but no. I mean, it's just, it was just it was like all these these young up and coming actors. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're good good example, right? Good example. You know, there's just some directors like that, right? I always think that's interesting. I think this. I'm going to think yeah. about this more because I think this is a real. Like I said, I think I think you learn. I think you learn about what you like when you think about the things that you you particularly like, right? Well, that aren't that aren't necessarily regarded as. Classics or super popular, right? Yeah.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing. Not everything's a masterpiece. Not everything is like considered in, in a no, such a... Not every effect. Martin Scorsese and, movie's and, a masterpiece. And not everything is terrible. And so you have to have capable, um, earnest uh, workmen of, of of making these kinds of movies. Even Alexander Payne has been speaking about how the budgets are too high. We need more adult uh, high, uh, You know, mid-budget tier adult yeah, sense of entertainment. Actually, I've,
0: I've come up with... I know who my director is for this. Yeah. It's Soderbergh. It's Soderbergh, Soderbergh all is great. Yeah. Like I love the Magic Mike movies. And I, I stand by these movies all the time. The
1: Ocean's movies are fun watches, but I, too. But
0: just because there's something about the way his movies look that is just so perfect to me. There's just something about the way his movies look. And the energy of them, too. I mean... I mean, there's something about – there's some sort of – even when his movies are are dramatic or whatever, there's just some sense of, like, fun or excitement or kind of energy or electricity in his movies Very and the much. way he makes them. And he's made a lot of movies, and they're not all great. They're not all great. I'm not going to say they're all great, but even his, like, misses to me are, like, I, 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 I get they're a lot of pleasure out for of sure. them. Absolutely. So, so that's a guy who's really in my pleasure center. I
1: think we need, and we need more filmmakers like that who are operating on. But I'm always
0: just interested in who is who is it for other people, right? Like, yeah, because, like I said, I think that's when you know, that's yeah. when you know you you know your taste. Like, you don't learn a lot about your taste by thinking that Citizen Kane is a great movie or something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. You don't learn a lot about your taste by thinking The Godfather is a great movie. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess maybe if those movies are seminal to you. Like like I think like Apocalypse Now was like the first serious movie that I really loved. It's one of them, yeah. Right. And every that's a that's a consensus great movie, so that's not a revelatory, but I, I mean if a movie is seminal to you, that's one thing. But there's plenty of movies that I I think are great and I recognize as great. Citizen Kane would be a good example. I like Citizen Kane. I love Orson Welles. Me I mean too. there are, there are yeah. Orson Welles movies that I love more than Citizen Kane. But I don't I couldn't say that loving Citizen Kane is something defining to my like I saw saw that movie at some defining moment, the way I saw Apocalypse Now, like a defining moment. I was like, fuck, movies are crazy. They can do all kinds of crazy shit with yeah. these things. Yeah. We all have movies like that. But yeah, I, I do think that, that whatever that, like, um, that's go-to comfort stuff, I think is really useful. Well,
1: then we should we should post to our audience, our very limited audience. You should tell us what... Who, yeah, sound off in the comments. Sound off in the comments, wherever. Smash the like. Smash the subscribe. <laughs> um, well, I thought this was good. Yeah, because uh, I... I worried about my lack of love for the movie, but I, it didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I did like my this My lack movie. of love.
0: My lack of love. That's your, that's your uh, script lack you're in a pitch to Almodovar. <laughs>
1: Almodovar. Lack yeah, of love. My lack of love. My lack um, of
0: love. That does sound like an Almodovar movie.
1: Um, but I did enjoy this movie, and I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And I, I think it's well worth your time. Um, I think Giamatti's great. Sessa uh, is a newcomer, and he's captivating uh, Divine... Uh, Randolph she's incredible divine. she
0: is divine she is divine put yeah. that on the too. <laughs> put that um, on the DVD nobody buys DVDs
1: this yeah. is good yeah holdovers um, I, I I suppose Priscilla next week we should talk about if that's what we you should talk about see. that well
0: I gotta see the I gotta see the Fincher movie I gotta see all these you movies you should see the Fincher movie I should definitely see you should, the should see movie. the Fincher movie many movies yeah so many movies so little time but, but
1: uh, uh, Priscilla's the only real one This uh, that, that might be out that Will be worth watching, and I think the killer. Uh, so if we if you can if you can fit both of those in, we'll we'll talk about Let's do both. it.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Woo. Um, well, Ben Thalen, Dead Reckoner, Substack. You're probably either listening to it there, or maybe you're listening to it on my Patreon. But that's uh, right.
0: That's right. Kyle Brule. You know, it turns out because I was um I was distracted and uh, somewhat crazed in the past week. Our, uh, our review of Killers of the Flower Moon is a Kyle Patreon exclusive because I didn't, I didn't upload. Oh, you didn't? I didn't upload. Oh, so, well, so, no, we're right. just going to leave it a Patreon exclusive. You need to go. If you want to hear <laughs> Kyle's <laughs> brilliant uh, thoughts, although you heard a little more of them this week, you got to go to the Patreon. You got to go. So it's a Patreon exclusive. And you should subscribe to Kyle's Patreon because he's working like a fucking dog doing movie content.
1: Yeah, falling behind on the regular season. Oh, but we're going to make it happen. Falling behind.
0: Happen. He's only doing 10 podcasts a week. Come on. Uh, but thank you for listening. We love you. Talk to you. Sound off in the comments. Talk to you next Smash week. Smash the like and subscribe.
1: And yeah, we'll, we'll catch you all next week. Like, absolutely. Bye-bye.
0: Good night, everyone.